to you from the sanctuary at Tabernacle Praise Church International in York, South Carolina. We thank God for this day and thank God for this wonderful opportunity to come to you via Facebook Live and through a live streaming. Uh, we, we've been in prayer uh, for this world that we live in uh, because we see the situation and we know what's going on. Uh, we don't know the outcome, we don't know the result, but one thing we do know, God is in control. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we praise Him for that. We thank Him for that. I, I'm often reminded of the vision of Isaiah uh, in the throne room when he saw God sitting on the throne, high and lifted yes. up, yes. and his train filled the temple. And every time I see that vision or read that vision, I see God ruling in this world. Yes. He is a sovereign God. Yes. He reigns supreme and reigns alone. So we're thankful to come to you this morning. We thank God for all of you who are watching. Uh, you might want to start a watch party with some friends who may, yeah, not, know, who yeah. may not know about the broadcast. Uh, you may call up someone and ask them to join in with this broadcast, with us on this broadcast this morning. Before we go into the Word, uh, Evangelist Brown is going to come and lead us in prayer. And then our minister music, Brother Simon, is going to uh, sing a solo for us this morning as we uh, go into worship. Need a savior in times 
Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for them, for him by the church. Amen. I want to use my thought today. In times like these, what does the church do? In times like these, what does the church do? I was preparing to, to, uh, to recite the words of the hymn that was just saying, but as we walked in the sanctuary and Brother Kenton was here, and I mentioned the hymn to him, he said, oh yeah, this is my grandfather's favorite hymn, praise the Lord. Amen. So I don't have to recite the words of the hymn, but it expresses a sentiment that, that, that we need in times like these. We need a savior, we need an anchor, we need an anchor that holds that grips the solid rock. We need, we need a faith that grips onto Jesus. And that's the essence of, of, of that hymn because we're living in some very difficult times right now. Um, some critical times. Times that I don't think very many, if anybody, expected. Of course, whenever something like this happens, uh, there are always those who prophesied it five years ago. Um, but we thank the Lord if they did prophesy it. But, you know, that always comes up in these times. Yeah. Um, somebody prophesied it five years ago that this was going to happen. But I really don't think a lot of people expected, most people did not expect something like this to take hold of the world. This thing, this pandemic has stretched around the world. Yes. It has affected everyone in some form or another. Um, governments around the world in a quandary, as quandary as uh, as they do their best to contain this virus, healthcare systems are not prepared uh, uh, for the rapid spread of this virus. And even in some parts of the, of the United States, I just read this morning that that there could be a critical shortage of hospital beds and intensive care unit beds yeah. in some parts of this nation. The World Health Organization is working hard to deliver or to develop a vaccine uh, to cure uh, uh, this, this virus. But we're told that it's going to be a year out before a vaccine is created. And so until then, advis advisories have been broadcast to help people protect themselves, tell us what to do uh, to, to, to help keep us healthy, if at all possible. Um, so we're definitely living in a different world than we were a few months ago. That's right. Yeah, I think all of us would agree with that. The world has shifted. Mm -hmm. The world has shifted. We said the other day that when the Lord gave us the theme shift from, from maximum impact, we, we didn't know even that. know the depth of the shift that would take place. Uh, and we're seeing this. We're seeing this. So, so what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, and I'm sure all of us have answers. But I want to share with you what the Lord gave to me. In, in times like these, we need the Lord and we need his wisdom. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. God is the omniscient God. He is the all-knowing God. He knows everything there is. He created the world. He created us. Whether you believe it or not, he did. And so God really knows what to do. We need his wisdom to operate in these times. He is the rock, amen, that, that we must turn to, that we must seek help from and seek guidance in these times. Rest assured, uh, that some people will call this statement religious garbage uh, because they don't believe in God, they don't believe in Christ. But, but, but for those of us who know our Savior, we know that he is the one that we need to turn to, that we need to seek wisdom from, amen, yeah. that we need to seek guidance from as we listen to the instructions that, uh, that are coming from the authorities. We are, we, are, we are faithful citizens of the kingdom of God, but we also live in the United States of America. And the Bible teaches us to obey those that have the rule over us. So we, we listen to those in authority. We listen to those who are trained in the health sciences who know what to do. It's really foolish uh, to ignore the instructions that we've been given. Amen? We can't live in fear. That is the thing. We, can't, we cannot live in fear. Amen. 
Um, we, we, nor can we abdicate our role and our responsibility as believers in these times that we live in. I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 14 following. Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to us today, you are the light of the world. Yeah. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light shine in a manner before people that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Right. So in these times, we must remember that we are lights in the midst of the darkness that's going around us. I'm speaking to believers now. Yes. Amen? Amen? I'm speaking to born-again believers who are rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Now, there are some of us who are babes in Christ, and this thing may be shaking us, all right? But those of us who are rooted in the Word of God, who are mature believers, this thing is not shaking us. Amen? Amen? We, we, we're looking to God to see what it is that we need to do in these times that we're living in. Right. Amen? Amen. So this is a time, this is a time when the church, the, the believers in Jesus Christ, must rise up and do our part in this That's battle, it. amen, uh, uh, as those who've been ordained to do so, all right? So God has ordained us, God has appointed us for times such as this, and we have to capitalize this. We have to embrace this, glory to God. We have to see this. We have to do our part. I am not a doctor. I cannot do what the doctor does. Amen? But I am a pastor. I am yeah. a preacher of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And when I can preach the word of God, I can correctly divide the scriptures. I can explain the word of God. I can give people advice and counsel from the word of God. Yeah. I am an intercessor. I can pray. Amen? Yeah. I am a worshiper. I can yeah. sing, brother God. There are things that I can do. Amen? I can teach our congregation. I can warn people, glory to God. There are things that I can do. And so I must rise up, and every believer every must rise up yes. at this time and do the things that we have been ordained to do. So as I was meditating on what to say to you this morning, the Lord showed me some things in the scriptures that I know will help guide us in this process. As I was praying, the Lord asked me the question. He said, what does the church do in these times? What does the church do in these times? And he led me to, to the section of scriptures that we've been dealing with since the beginning of this year. Amen. And as I went to these scriptures, and I read them earlier, I won't go back over all of them again, but both of these scriptures talk about the persecution of the church. Great persecution that came up against the church. And, and the first thing that I noticed was, as I read through this passage of scripture, is that during persecution, the church continued to stand. Yes. Amen. Now, 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 I am definitely not suggesting that the coronavirus is a direct attack against the church. That's not what I'm suggesting. Amen. Amen. This is a worldwide pandemic. It has affected everyone in some way or another. That's right. Whether you're a believer in Jesus, whether you're a follower of Buddha, whether you're a follower of Muhammad, whether you are an animist, this pandemic right. has affected everyone in the world in some way or another. Regardless of faith, regardless of nationality, regardless of economic status. But there are some things that the church can learn as we look at this from a persecution or an affliction perspective. And the first thing that I noted as I was reading is that when the church was persecuted, the church stood. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? The church did not buckle under the pressure. Yeah. Right. The church did not lose hope. Come on. The church did not go away uh, in hiding or go into a deep state of depression. The church stood and continued to be the church. Yeah. And let me hasten to remind you, mm -hmm. all right? That, that, that the church is not a building of blocks and mortar and wood and metal. Right. Amen. Amen. The church is those who, are those who believe and have received Jesus Christ yeah. as their Savior and their Lord. Yeah. The church is a living, fluid organism yeah. that is always growing, that is always moving. 
moving, that is always expanding, and that is always impacting the world. Amen. So in the midst of persecution, the church stood. Yes. Now some people are, are in a, are, are out in that world. The church is closing up its doors. The church is not shut down. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. We may have closed the building off for the gathering of people, but the church is still alive. Right. The church is still fluid. The church is still moving. The church is still preaching. The church is still teaching. Yeah. The church is still impacting the world. Yeah. Because we are the church. Yes. Amen. Amen. I was so blessed when I came into the sanctuary this morning and found out that our youth school and ministry class was online yeah. during their lesson. Yeah. Amen. Because they didn't gather in the sanctuary, they didn't stop being the church. Amen. 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 And this is what we have to remember. We have to remember that even though we may not gather in the sanctuary, our faith says that regardless of what comes upon us, we don't stop being who we are. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's so vital for us to see this. You know, I've done teaching on this before, and a lot of us still say we go to church. Well, there's a problem with that. Mm -hmm. All right? Because in your mind, when you go to church and you leave mm -hmm. the building, you left the church. My God. So if you left the church at the building, uh, you, know, you see the building as the church and you left it behind at, at two, 1 o'clock, 12.30, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, whenever you leave the building, then after that you can do whatever you want to do because uh, you're not the church. Jesus, help us, God. That's a big problem with that concept. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we have to understand that we are, we are the church. And, and so in the midst of the persecution, the church stood. Yeah. God used that persecution to accomplish some important and necessary things. All right? All right? And I believe that during this pandemic, God will take the trick of the enemy and use this to accomplish some important and necessary things. Yeah. I mean, we're already seeing some things, uh, people talking about how getting out in the community and meeting their neighbors. Yeah. You know, we used to live in a society where we knew everybody in our neighborhood. Right. Now people who live next door to one another don't know each other because they don't speak to one another. But now, because we have to stay home and we have to find something to do, we're getting out walking and meeting our neighbors. Of course, I know my neighbors, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but but we're helping people, we're, we're giving, we're sharing. And this is something that we need to return to in a society, in a time of individualism, in a time of being selfish and self-centered, and it being all about me. God is shifting us back yeah. to caring for one yeah. another. My Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, God is doing some necessary and some important things in the midst of the situation, and as he did with persecution. And, and so, as I thought about this persecution, I realized that, that persecution is no stranger to the believers. Amen. Amen. It's no stranger to the believers. During Jesus' ministry, he was persecuted. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Uh -huh. Be of good cheer, I will overcome the world. Tribulation does not necessarily mean persecution, but tribulation can be akin to persecution. Tribulation means that which, is, which causes pain or suffering. Persecution means hostility and ill treatment, especially because of race, political, or religious beliefs. But in the midst of that hostility, there is pain and there is suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jesus lets us know that these things will happen in this world. In the world you will have tribulation. Yeah. In the world you will suffer. Yeah. Amen. You will be hated of all men for my name's sake. Believers are not strangers to persecution. Right. Now, I realize that in this day and time, and, and especially in America, we are not really the persecuted church. Right. All right. But the, the, the persecuted church still exists. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and for those of us who are rooted and grounded in the word of God, then we begin to understand that persecution is going to come our way. We're going to have trouble in this life. 
And it's not going to be an easy trouble that will blow away quickly and swiftly. Amen. We're going to have it. Amen. So Jesus lets us know this. Just because we're saved does not mean that we are immune to persecution or affliction. We see it in the Bible, amen? Even the early church, the first church, the first group of believers, they were persecuted, and they were persecuted severely. We read it in our text. Stephen was stoned to death because of his faith in Christ. And after that, there arose a great persecution of the church. In Acts chapter 12, we read it again, that Herod stretched out his hand against the church. He killed James. Yeah. It pleased many of the Jews. Amen. Then he wanted to kill Peter. Amen. Persecution. 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 Amen. We're not strangers to persecution. And I want to encourage those of us who are believers to remember that we have to stand in the midst of what we're going through because this should not should not Shake our faith. That's right. right. Amen. 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 All right. Um, so, God showed me that He has put us in a unique position. Okay. Uh, and as I as I wrote this, I didn't explain position, but I was reading about over it, and I'm talking about it might be good to talk about this unique position that God has put us in. Amen. But the unique position is that that He has brought us up in the Word. Rightly dividing the word of God. And this is the reason that it's so critical that we don't have a shallow faith. Amen. It's so critical that, that our faith is not just a Sunday morning faith. Right. It's so critical that we don't just come to worship and look to dance and shout and feel good, but that we are rooted and grounded in the word of God. Because in the word of God, throughout the Bible, we see the people of God being persecuted. God is teaching us something. God has taught us something. And God has put us in a position that because we know that persecution will come, that affliction will come, that trouble will come, he has also spoke to us about how we can deal with it and help others in the process. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Amen. When people don't have this knowledge and this faith, and they experience affliction and they experience persecution, they won't know how to deal with it. Right. You're going to meet people every day who don't know how to deal with this. Right. Amen? You're going to meet people every day who don't know how to deal with this. But God has put you in the position. Amen? This is almost like always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen? There is a hope in us. Uh, when we get into apologetics, we talk about defending the faith. But let's just deal with this hope in us. Some people have lost hope. You have hope. You're in a position to minister to them Jesus. in the midst of their hopelessness. Yeah. People are panicking. They are. But you trust God. Yeah. You know that God is in control. Yeah. He's put you in a position to minister in the midst of that situation. Amen. In times like these, our hope is anchored in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? We know the right thing to do. We know to look to God for divine protection and divine provision. Now, now, now let me say something here about divine protection. Don't tempt God. That's it. Don't tempt God. If God says do something, then do it. But don't tempt God. Don't try him. Mm. Amen. Amen. Not like that. Don't foolishly put yourself in situations that you don't need to be in, that God has not directed you to be in. Right. We're going to do this regardless of what everybody else says. We're going to gather regardless of what, what the government says. We will not shut our doors. We got to remember who we are. Don't tempt God. Amen. Amen. Don't tempt him. It's a foolish thing to do. Amen. Don't tempt God. And you can study that and research it for yourself, but it's a dangerous thing to place to be in to tempt God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In the book of Acts, the church was persecuted. People died. People died. What did the church do? 
They didn't go into hiding. They didn't fight fire with fire. They didn't lose hope. They stood. The church stood. They were scattered, but they stood. Hallelujah. They continued to preach the gospel because in the midst of the persecution, God was at work. Hallelujah. Yes, people died, but, but you know, saints, we have to remember. We, 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 we put a lot of value on this life. Yes, we do. And we don't realize right. that our lives belong to God. Right. And therefore, our lives become uh, indispensable. I hope I'm using the right word here uh, to communicate what I want to communicate. My life is not so valuable that God cannot use my life to be a witness at all calls for the furtherance of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross, but Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all yeah. men unto me. Yes. He died so that millions, billions of people might find life. Mm -hmm. Except a kernel of corn falls mm -hmm. into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Mm -hmm. But if it falls into the ground, it germinates. Process of dying as a seed, but germinates, comes back to life and produces a stalk of corn. And many, many kernels of corn are found on the ears of corn on one plant. Yeah. There's a process to this. So, and many times I'll read Revelation. And it's and that scripture that says they overcame him by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Yes. It goes on to say, mm -hmm. and they love not That's their lives, right. even unto death. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So while we're so busy worrying about preserving our lives, amen, we have to realize that people will die in this pandemic. Yeah. If you die, if you are a believer and you die in this pandemic, it doesn't mean that you lack faith. Just make sure that you were doing what God wanted you to do in the process. Somebody will see the testimony. Somebody will read of the testimony. Someone will come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So during this pandemic, even though some of us are quarantined, some of us are, are not gathering in large numbers, God is using this to expand our perspective of the church and her ministry. Amen. We become stationary. Yeah, we only see ourselves as a building of bricks and mortar and stone that never moves. We have a certain address. We have the street number. But we have to remember that this is not the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. Next, chapter 7. As Stephen is talking to those scribes and those Pharisees and others that were about to stone him to death, he quoted from God's word to Solomon. He's, God said to Solomon, he said, the most high does not dwell in temples made with hands. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has not my hands made all these things? Mm -hmm. So we can't build a house that God is going to dwell in. We build a sanctuary. We build a, the edifice as a place for us together, yeah. amen, to worship corporately. But the church is alive and well all throughout the world. Yeah. And God does not dwell in builders made with hands. God dwells in the hearts and the lives of the believers. Yeah, yeah. yeah the church stands. In the midst of persecution, point number two. I'll try not to keep you too much longer. Point number two. In the midst of persecution, the church prays. Amen. The church prays. We offer up prayers, intercessions for the saints, yes, but also for those in government, for the authorities and the rulers of the land. We offer prayers and intercessions for the nations. Yeah. We pray. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Yeah. Hallelujah. As the old people would say, prayer changes things. Yeah. Glory to God. The weapons of our warfare, they're not common, but they're mighty through God. So to pull it down the strongholds, they're casting out arguments and imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Yes. yes, the word of God is our weapon, but prayer is our weapon. Amen. Prayer is our weapon. Hallelujah. The effectual, fervent prayer right. of the righteous of Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God sent an affliction upon Hezekiah. Mm -hmm. Says you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Hezekiah went to God in prayer. Amen. And 
1,450 yeah. years of life. I said the church praised yeah. the God. Amen. The Israelites cried out to God in their affliction. And God remembered his covenant to Abraham. Amen. With Abraham. He heard that prayer and he said, Moses has thou deliverer. The church prays and God hears our prayers. Yeah, yeah. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Hallelujah. When the church prays, God hears and answers our prayers. In Acts chapter 12, amen, the Bible says that, 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 that Peter was thrown in a prison. Herod intended to keep him until the Passover. That's right. Couldn't kill him during the Passover. Until after the Passover was over, then he was going to kill him. Because it, it pleased the Jews that he had killed James. That's right. Hallelujah. But the Bible says mm -hmm. the church prays. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. He said, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Uh -huh. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, somebody said that night. Hallelujah. But online, somebody in your house, you ought to shout that night. That Hallelujah. night. Glory to God. That night, the Lord sent an angel. Amen. Smoke Peter on his side. Glory to God. He was chained between two guards. Let me tell you, we serve a miracle working God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing that's impossible without God. But we've got to know the power of prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Don't you know that if God desires, he can stop this virus? Yes. Right yes he can say, stop it. Yeah. And it would have to drop it up. And the sheep would get up off of that bed. Yeah. Amen. And the people in the, in the, in the ICU would take off the ventilators. Glory to God. And they would not. If God said, mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We must never estimate the, uh, the power of prayer. Paul admonishes us prayer at all times. Yes. In the spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. Making supplication for the saints. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2 and 1, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all men, yes. for kings mm -hmm. and those who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Now let me tell you, in these times, we need to pray for our leadership. Yes, we, do. Mm -hmm. we need to pray for yeah. our government. Yes, this virus has nothing to do with politics. That's Amen. Right. Even though we may politicize it, people may politicize it, and people may be doing things and saying things, you know, to benefit them, but this virus does not care. It does not. Oh, my goodness. Amen. So we need to pray for those in, in our government so that they will they will turn to God and listen to the wisdom of God and listen to the wisdom that God has given to those who, who are in the medical field and those who know what to do in these times. We need to pray, saints. We need to pray. Yes. We need to pray and pray as never before. In times of persecution, the church prays mm -hmm. and God delivers. Yes. Oh, if there was a prayer revival yeah. around the world right now, yeah. what would our God do? Yeah. If we will stop being afraid, if we will stop battling one another, put on Facebook the other day, this is not a time for us to be talking about who's more spiritual than the other. Because this pastor decided to keep the church open or keep the building open, and then this pastor decided to close the doors of the building. This is not that time. This is the time to pray. Our warfare is not against flesh and blood. Right. It's against principalities. Right. It's against powers. It's against the rulers and the darkness of the same. It's against a spiritual host of wickedness. In the heavenly places. This is the time for the church. Lastly, in the midst of persecution and affliction. Hallelujah. The church of Jesus Christ, listen to me well. Hallelujah. The church of Jesus Christ expands. Yes, it does. The church of Jesus Christ multiplies. Yes. Are y'all listening? Yes. Those of you all who are worried about your offering dropping, the church of Jesus Christ expands, glory to God. For those of y'all who are worried about losing people, the church of Jesus Christ multiplies. Hallelujah. 
wants to yes, do. But we just need to avail ourselves. Avail because us. God is about expanding his kingdom. Yeah. Avail Thank you, Jesus. He's about expanding. So during times of crises, mm. during times of persecution, and even during times of pandemics, and we don't see pandemics like this often, so now it's time for the church to rise. Yes, yes. 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 What do we do? Yes, Lord. What do we stand? Ooh. We pray. Yes. We expand. God is going to expand his kingdom mm. during this time. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Keep your hope in God. Him yes. says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Are you listening? I dare not trust. Thank God for the government. Thank God for people who are educated in the medical field. I dare not trust. Hallelujah. In this the sweetest, sweetest name, but holy name on Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not going to trust in any other name. Yeah. But Jesus. Jesus. On Christ. The summit rock I stand. Yes. All on the ground. So in this time, the church stands. Mm -hmm. The church prays. The church expands the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you empty. Never. It accomplishes what you desire. Always. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives. This day. Now, before we close this broadcast, if there's any person who's listening online and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, Maybe you've been caught up in panic and fear. You've been wondering, what must I do? Mm. That question was asked one day a long time ago when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost and they heard the gospel. And they asked the question, men and brother, what must we do? The answer is the same. Call on Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if you're listening today and you're not saved, I want to pray with you. Tune in real close right now. And saints, I want us praying. Because during this time, doubting people will turn to Jesus. So intercede right now. So if you're listening and you're not saved, I want you to join me in this prayer and then follow in this prayer. Go to our website, write us. There's a place that you can write us. And let us know who you are so that someone can follow up with you. We want to follow up with you. We want to minister to you. We want, we want to not just pray a prayer of confession, but we want to help you get started right on this journey of knowing Jesus and walking with Jesus. So if you want, just lift your hands and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I know that you died on the cross to save me from my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life live in me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I receive you now by faith as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for answering me. Amen. Now, we pray that prayer. There's a scripture in John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 10, that says, as many as received him, 
To them, he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. If you prayed that prayer in faith, and you received Christ as your Savior and the Lord, just know that the Lord heard you, and the Lord received you. But take the next step, if you would, on our website. Write us. Call us. I think there's a number there. 684-803-684-0103. If nobody answers, leave a message and someone will get back to you. Leave a message on the website. Let us know who you are. Let us know how to contact you so that someone can follow up with you. Amen? And I want to just pray for the for believers. Just lift your hands in your houses where you are. I want to pray for this world. I want to pray for our doctors, our nurses, uh, government needs. Father, thank you now. Thank you for this great opportunity to come to you, Father, uh, via social media. Thank you for your work that has gone forth. Thank you for impacting people's lives around the world. Now, Lord, I pray for people all over this world with uplifted heads right now. Whatever they're facing, whatever fears, whatever sickness, whatever illnesses, God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals I plead the blood of Jesus right now over every sickness, over every disease in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for healing to take place. I pray for your wisdom, God, to be poured out into the minds and the hearts and into the lives of those who are on the front lines. Dear God, you give them the wisdom to do what needs to be done in this epidemic, God. I pray for the World Health Organization Center for the Disease Controls and all of our healthcare uh, professionals, Lord God, that you will guide them and direct them as they search for a cure for this disease. I pray for divine protection now in the name of Jesus for every doctor, every nurse, every paramedic, everyone, God, who will be reaching out, every police officer, every first responder who will be caring for people during these times. Release your angels of protection to be with us, to keep us in these times. I pray for the body of believers that we will be the church, that we will stand, and we will continue to proclaim the gospel in the midst of what we're experiencing in this world. Keep us now. We commit ourselves to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. One last thing before we close. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. I pray that you have been blessed today. I would encourage our members to please give online or mail your times and offers in. The church still has bills to pay. And if, if anyone else would like to sow into this ministry, feel free. The information is, is on our church website. Uh, we're not online to, to, to raise money. And that's why I mentioned to our, our members first uh, to give. Let's remember to give and be faithful during these times. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I thank those of you who came out to the sanctuary this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness. Be blessed. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. Be safe. Follow instructions. Trust God.